This is From Chaos to Peace with Connie, episode number 11, When Our Minds Get Cluttered. Welcome back, everyone. How are you doing? This is episode number 11 of the From Chaos to Peace podcast, where you learn how a few minutes a day keep the chaos away. Thank you so much for allowing me into your ears again. Earlier this week, I got a notification that my podcast got downloaded 200 times since I started it on my birthday on March 3rd. That might not sound like a lot for some people, but for me, this is sure a milestone and I'm celebrating. Today is Sunday and it's day 35 in self-isolation for me. So basically five full weeks. It's still so weird and unreal what's going on in the world. We're doing the best we can trying to keep our sanity and not let the brain take over and take us on a spin to places we don't really want to go, no? So that's why I want to talk about mental clutter today and what to do, or what I know to do, uh, when our minds get cluttered. Those of you who follow me on Facebook and Instagram, and if you don't, please go over and like my page and follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Anyway, so those that do already, they know that I love inspirational quotes and that I often post exactly those that I myself need to hear the most. (laughs) Well, today I want to share one with you that I definitely need to hear, and you might too. Quote is from James Clear, who wrote the New York bestselling book, Atomic Habits. And he says, the most useful form of patience is persistence. Patience implies waiting for things to improve on their own. Persistence implies keeping your head down and continuing to work when things take longer than you expect. I love that first line. The most useful form of patience is persistence. I don't think James wrote this with the pandemic or the shelter at home in mind but it sure fits perfect, at least for me and my situation. I noticed that sometimes in the evening, I'm glad another day is over. And then I realized after reading his quote that I'm actually waiting that things improve on their own. We don't have much control over when and how things are going to improve for us, but we can keep our heads down and work on things, just like James suggests work on us, declutter our home, our office, our papers. Important also, declutter our finances, and maybe most importantly, our mind. Our minds can be cluttered with old ideas and beliefs and negative self-talk. Clutter is really anything that does not serve us, is not useful, joyful, or meaningful in our life. In short, it is anything that does not truly support us and the life we want to live. Mental and emotional clutter is often a new concept for people. Many don't realize that besides physical, paper, and digital clutter, there is also mental clutter and closely related emotional clutter. Mental and emotional clutter is connected because what we think determines how we feel. For example, maybe your goal is to declutter your living room or your office. And since you are home more now, as life has slowed down, you thought it would be the perfect time to do so. But so far, you haven't done a single decluttering session. What happened? Well, most likely some thoughts kept you from doing what you had planned to do. And then you didn't hold yourself accountable. You didn't do what you said you're going to do. 
Why? What were you thinking? What were you thinking in the moment that you wanted to do it and then decided not to? Holding yourself accountable to the things that you want to do requires an internal conversation, a conversation that you have with yourself. You probably will not hold yourself accountable if that discussion with yourself, that internal conversation, has a beating yourself up included, which makes you feel really rotten. The voice between your ears is often not your friend. He or she keeps you from doing what you wanted to do, what you planned to do. On top, we're often our worst enemy and say things to ourselves that we would never dare to say to anyone else. Beating ourselves into action only works short term. For example, if we have a deadline that we can't miss. But it's never a long-term solution. And it is anything but kind and self-loving. And that's how mental clutter is creating emotional clutter. No wonder we don't want to look at our habits and patterns around clutter clearing and really do something about it. Beating ourselves up makes us feel bad, and we often rather stick our head in the sand and distract ourselves with scrolling in social media, for example, rather than figuring out why we feel bad. (laughs) Me included, believe me. So next time you're setting a decluttering goal and then don't follow through with it, pay attention to your thoughts, the internal conversation you're having with yourself around it, and notice how these thoughts make you feel. Because how we feel determines how we act. It determines what we do or don't do. So if you feel bad because of thoughts that discourage you from decluttering for a few minutes a day, then you will most likely not do it, unless you become aware of what's happening and consciously take charge. I'm known to say all clutter starts in your mind, but how do we actually declutter our mind? That's what we are going to look at in this episode. Because if we can make a shift in our thinking, we will create a shift in other areas of our life as well. But first, before we start, let's do a love tour. Let's appreciate that we do have a brain. We can be grateful that we can think. We can be grateful that we can absorb new ideas and process information. We can be grateful that our beautiful brain is able to solve problems and that we can examine beliefs and create and form new beliefs. Sometimes we really don't like our brain that much, or more specifically, we don't like what our brain presents us with. That's when it's cluttered, and we need to learn to declutter it and to manage it. I call that part of my brain the gremlin. It's that voice that beats me up, makes me insecure, questions every step I take, that is never satisfied or happy, and insists that there is always more to do. This part of the brain can outright sabotage me and the plans and goals that I have. So I do need to declutter those thoughts that don't serve me. Mental decluttering is a tender territory, but such an important part of self-care and self-love. I hope you know that self-care is more than bubble baths and special treats. It's also setting aside time, ideally every day, but at least every week for reflection and decluttering of what's not serving you. In the last episode, I talked about how this forced slowing down that we are experiencing right now during the COVID-19 crisis can show us what is really important to us in our life, and we might also realize that we didn't live our life according to our priorities. When our lives are crowded with obligations and the calendar is full, we lose track of what we want, and we lose track of our priorities. 
If you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out after you finish listening to this one. So this week, I encourage you to practice even more awareness. Pay attention to your thoughts and your self-talk. Are your thoughts mainly positive or negative? What is the ratio? If you're anything like me, especially during this crisis and these weird times, I catch my thoughts to be negative a lot of times. These thoughts and beliefs are so ingrained, it seems like they are thought for us and not by us. But negative thoughts and feelings negatively impact our peace of mind, and they're creating anxiety and driving us to make choices based on fear. Of course, changing our thought patterns is a tricky business, and it's also the kind of clutter I'm struggling the most with. But here is what helps me to deal with mental clutter. First, I do a thought download. Second, I check in how these thoughts make me feel. And then third, I examine what I do when I think these thoughts. So let's look at this process a little closer. First, I do a thought download. Just like when we're decluttering physical items, where we take each and every single item out and decide whether we want to keep it or not, we can do that with our thoughts. The best way to do that is to write all the thoughts down, to do a thought download. I learned that from my mentor and coach, Brooke Castillo. If you don't have a journal yet, maybe you want to get one. It can be an excellent and helpful tool. Or if you're like me and you prefer to do it digitally, there are lots of apps out there for that. I myself use Evernote. So first thing in the morning or ongoing during the day or at the end of the day or whenever fits your schedule, you write down all your thoughts. You write down all the thoughts that you have in your brain, positive and negative, good or bad, big and small, profound and superficial, just whatever comes to your mind. And don't worry, you don't have to show this thought down low to anyone. So don't hold back. Really pull them all out of your brain and put them on paper. You can do this relatively quickly, like my motto, a few minutes a day, or you can take more time and sit down with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. The deeper you go, the more you will discover. Or another option is to write them all down ongoingly while you go about your day. Just see what comes up for you when you are working or when you are doing household chores, for example, and then write them down in the moment. When and how you're doing it is really up to you. Important is to getting these thoughts on paper. It's also freeing. And sometimes when you see them written down, it becomes crystal clear how they're really not serving you or how negatively they are or abusive to yourself. We sometimes say things to ourselves that we would never say to anyone else, not even to someone we dislike. But somehow it seems to be okay to say them to ourselves. Okay, that was the thought download. The second step then is I check in how these thoughts make me feel. The issue with thoughts that don't serve us is, and again, I learned that from Brooke Castillo, is that these thoughts create my feelings, and negative thoughts usually create negative feelings. The reason why this is relevant is that feelings determine what action I'm taking and what results I'm getting. Let's get back to our example from the beginning. Your goal is to declutter your living room or office. But so far, you haven't done a single decluttering session. Most likely, the thoughts that keep you from doing what you had planned to do are making you feel bad. And when you feel bad, you're not motivated to do anything, and you don't hold yourself accountable either to do what you plan to do. Now that we know why we feel bad, 
<laughs> because of our stinking thinking, we can go to step three. And step three is I examine what I do and don't do when I think that negative thought. We know already that you're most likely not decluttering. A lot of us, when we feel bad, we go to social media and scroll through our feed, or we watch Netflix, or some of us eat. Some of us might also feel like wanting to go shopping. We can't do that right now, other than online shopping. But you may notice that if we go shopping, your action is actually the complete opposite of what you wanted to do in the first place, decluttering. That's what negative thoughts can do to us. Now that you know all this, you might be able to turn things around and trick that gremlin by coming up with a supportive thought that makes you feel motivated to declutter. And so you do what you have planned to do. This sounds very easy, but it can actually be quite hard. Sometimes you can do it and sometimes you can't get there. But if you can effectively manage your thoughts, you can actually choose how to react to any circumstance that is not within your control and then act in a way that serves you. <laughs> but just a quick disclaimer here. I don't want you to get the wrong impression. I'm a student of this and I don't have the black belt in this process. At least not yet. Awareness is the first step to declutter limiting beliefs and negative thoughts, aka mental clutter, that doesn't serve you. When you become aware of what limiting or negative thoughts this gremlin, how I call the voice in my head, is whispering in your ear, you eventually will be able to stop it and instead of feeling discouraged, you could consciously decide to feel determined to do it anyway by thinking, I do what I set out to do no matter what. This is holding yourself accountable for what you wanted to do in a kind way. And the more you do that, the more you are able to get rid of your mental clutter. Again, mental clutter is, in my opinion, the hardest clutter to clear. <laughs> Before we end, I'd like to give you a bonus tip. Just like with decluttering physical items or papers, a great step is also to limit the amount of stuff that comes into your life. With thoughts, that would be examine how much information do you consume that create negative thinking and then actively reduce that intake or replace it on purpose with information that creates positive thinking and as a result, positive emotions. The good news is work you do by clearing your physical space does have an impact on your mental and emotional state and vice versa. And that's not something I made up. There are many studies done on this and in our ebook from Chaos to Peace, a program to clear your clutter and change your life that Vicky and I wrote, we share an article by the Michigan State University called Declutter Your Life and Improve Your Health. Cutting the clutter in your life can benefit more than your personal space. Okay, my friends, make sure you don't just listen to the podcast, but you do put in the action what you just heard me talking about. And as always, it's important to only taking on what's manageable for you. I offered some simple steps as well as some suggestions for a deeper dive but you decide how much you want to do. In my opinion, taking a little time daily is very powerful because small changes will make a big impact over the long run. Support may be important too, and you could either buddy up with a trusted friend or you could join my supportive Facebook community. We are there for you if needed. You find the link in the description of this episode and in my show notes. Okay, my friends, that's it for this week. Keep up the good and positive spirit and declutter your mind where necessary. 
You find all the links of the things I was talking about in the show notes. And the show notes you find at conigraph.com forward slash podcast forward slash 11. That is conigraph, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F dot com forward slash podcast forward slash 11. Thank you for joining me on this episode and listening all the way to the end. If you found value in what I was saying, please share it with your family and friends. If you found value in it, they will too. Thank you. Have a beautiful and amazing week and please subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you next time and take good care and be safe. 